Section fifty one of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume nine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume nine, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Night nine hundred and eighty seven when it was the nine hundred and eighty-seventh night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that abdullah when saida warned him and blessed him and went her ways passed the rest of the night with his brothers and on the morrow he sent them to the hammam and clad each of them on his coming forth in a suit worth a hoard of money then he called for the tray of food and they set it before him and he ate he and his brothers when his attendants saw the twain and knew them for his brothers they saluted them and said to him o oh, our lord allah give thee joy of thy reunion with thy dear brothers where have they been this while he replied it was they whom ye saw in the guise of dogs praise be to allah who hath delivered them from prison and grievous torment then he carried them to the divan of the caliph and kissing ground before al-rashid wished him continuance of honour and fortune and surcease of evil and enmity quoth the caliph welcome o emir abdullah tell me what hath befallen thee and quoth he o commander of the faithful whose power allah increase when i carried my brothers home to my lodging my heart was at rest concerning them because thou hadst pledged thyself to their release and i said in myself kings fail not to attain aught for which they strain inasmuch as the divine favour aideth them so i took off the collars from their necks putting my trust in allah and ate with them from the same tray which when my sweet saw they made light of my wit and said to each other he is surely mad how can the governor of bassorah who is greater than the wazir eat with dogs then they threw away what was in the tray saying we will not eat the dog's orts and they went on to befool my reason whilst i heard their words but returned them no reply because of their unknowing that the dogs were my brothers when the hour of sleep came i sent them away and addressed myself to sleep but ere i was ware the earth clave in sunder and out came saida the red king's daughter and raged against me with eyes like fire and he went on to relate to the caliph all what had passed between him and her and her father and how she had transmuted his brothers from canine to human form adding and here they are before thee o commander of the faithful the caliph looked at them and seeing two young men like moons said allah requite thee for me with good o abdullah for that thou hast acquainted me with an advantage i knew not henceforth inshallah i will never leave to pray these two bow horizons before the breaking of the dawn what while i live then he reproved abdullah's brothers for their past transgressions against him and they excused themselves before the caliph who said join hands and forgive one another and allah pardon what is past upon which he turned to abdullah and said to him o abdullah make thy brothers thine assistants and be careful of them then he charged them to be obedient to their brother and bade them to return to bassorah after he had bestowed on them abundant largesse so they went down from the caliph's divan whilst he rejoiced in disadvantage he had obtained by the action aforesaid to wit persistence in praying two inclinations before dawn and exclaimed 
he spake truth who said the misfortune of one tribe fortuneth another tribe on this wise befell it to them from the caliph but as regards abdullah he left baghdad carrying with him his brothers in all honour and dignity and increase of quality and fared on till they drew near bassura when the notables and chief men of the place came out to meet them and after decorating the city brought them thereinto with a procession which had not its match and all the folk shouted out blessings on abdullah as he scattered amongst them silver and gold none however took heed to his brothers wherefore jealousy and envy entered their hearts for all he entreated them tenderly as one tenders an ophthalmic eye but the more he cherished them the more they redoubled in hatred and envy of him and indeed it is said on the subject i'd win good will of every one but whoso envies me will not be won on any wise and make mine office hard how gain degree of envious wight who coveteth my good when naught will satisfy him save to see my good go marred then he gave each a concubine that had not her like and eunuchs and servants and slaves white and black of each kind forty he also gave each of them fifty steeds all thoroughbreds and they got them guards and followers and he assigned to them revenues and appointed them sold and stipends and made them his assistants saying to them o oh, my brothers i and you are equal and there is no distinction between me and you twain and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say end of night nine hundred and eighty seven night nine hundred and eighty eight when it was the nine hundred and eighty eighth night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that abdullah assigned stipends to his brothers and made them his assistants saying o my brothers i and you are equal and there is no distinction between me and you twain and after allah and the caliph the commandment is mine and yours so rule you at bassorah in my absence and in my presence and your commandments shall be effectual but look that ye fear allah in your ordinances and beware of oppression which if it endure depopulateth and apply yourself to justice for justice if it be prolonged peoples the land oppress not the true believers or they will curse you and ill report of you will reach the caliph wherefore dishonour will betide both me and you go not therefore about to violence any but whatso ye greed for of the goods of the folk take it from my goods over and above that whereof ye have need for it is not unknown to you what is handed down in the koran of prohibition verses on the subject of oppression and allah gifted is he who said these couplets oppression ambusheth in sprite of man whom naught withholdeth save the lack of might the sage shall ne'er apply his wits to aught until befitting time direct his sight the tongue of wisdom woneth in the heart and in his mouth the tongue of foolish white who at occasion's call lacks power to rise is slain by feeblest who would glut his spite a man may hide his blood and breed but i his deeds on darkest hiddens cast the light whites of ill strain with ancestry as vile have lips which never spake one word aright and who committeth case to hands of fool in folly proveth self as fond and light and who his secret tells to folk at large shall rouse his foes to work him worse despite 
suffice the generous what regards his lot nor meddles he with aught regards him not and he went on to admonish his brothers and bid them to equity and forbid them from tyranny doubting not but they would love him the better for his boon of good counsel and he relied upon them and honoured them with the utmost honour but notwithstanding all his generosity to them they only waxed in envy and hatred of him till one day the two being together alone quoth nasir to mansur o my brother how long shall we be mere subjects of her brother abdullah and he in this estate of lordship and worship after being a merchant he is become an emir and from being little he is grown great but we we grow not great nor is there aught of respect or degree left us for behold he laugheth at us and maketh us his assistance what is the meaning of this is it not that we are his servants and under his subjection but long as he abideth in good case our rank will never be raised nor shall we be aught of repute wherefore we shall not fulfil our wish except we slay him and win to his wealth nor will it be possible to get his gear save after his death so when we have slain him we shall become lords and will take all that is in his treasuries of gems and things of price and divide them between us then we will send the caliph a present and demand of him the government of kufa and thou shalt be governor of kufa and i of bassorah thus each of us shall have formal estate and condition but we shall never effect this except we put him out of the world answered mansur thou sayest sooth but how shall we do to kill him quoth nasir we will make an entertainment in the house of one of us and invite him thereto and serve him with the uttermost service then we will sit through the night with him in talk and tell him tales and jests and rare stories till his heart melteth with sitting up when we will spread him a bed that he may lie down to sleep when he is asleep we will kneel upon him and throttle him and throw him into the river and on the morrow we will say his sister the jinnya came to him as he sat chatting with us and said to him o thou scum of mankind who art thou that thou shouldst complain of me to the commander of the faithful deemest thou that we dread him as he is a king so we too are kings and if he mend not his manners in our regard we will do him die by the foulest of deaths but meantime i will slay thee that we may see what the hand of the prince of true believers availeth to do so saying she caught him up and clave the earth and disappeared with him which when we saw we swooned away then we revived and we recked not what is become of him and saying this we will send to the caliph and tell him the case and he will invest us with the government in his room after a while we will send him a sumptuous present and seek of him the government of kufa and one of us shall abide in bassorah and the other in kufa so shall the land be pleasant to us and we will be down upon the true believers and win our wishes and quoth mansur thou counsellest well o my brother and they agreed upon the murder so nasir made an entertainment and said to abdullah o my brother verily i am thy brother and i would have thee hearten my heart thou and my brother mansur and each of my banquet in my house so i may boast of thee and that it may be said the emir abdullah hath eaten of his brother nasir's guest meal when my heart will be solaced by this best of boons abdullah replied so be it o my brother 
there is no distinction between me and thee and thy house is my house but since thou invitest me none refuseth hospitality save the churl then he turned to mansur and said to him wilt thou go with me to thy brother nasir's house and we will eat of his feast and heal his heart replied mansur as thy head liveth o my brother i will not go with thee unless thou swear to me that after thou comest forth of brother nasir's house thou wilt enter my house and eat of my banquet is nasir thy brother and am not i thy brother so even as thou heartenest his heart do thou hearten mine answered abdullah there is no harm in that with love and gladly gree when i come out of nasir's house i will enter thine for thou art my brother even as he so he kissed his hand and going forth of the divan made ready his feast on the morrow abdullah took horse and repaired with his brother mansur and a company of his officers to nasir's house where they sat down he and mansur and his many then nasir set the trays before them and welcomed them so they ate and drank and sat in mirth and merriment after which the trays and the platters were removed and they washed their hands they passed the day in feasting and wine-drinking and diversion and delight till nightfall when they supped and prayed the sundown prayers and the night orisons after which they sat conversing and carousing and nasir and mansur fell to telling stories whilst abdullah hearkened now they three were alone in the pavilion the rest of the company being in another place and they ceased not to tell quips and tales and rare adventures and anecdotes till abdullah's heart was dissolved within him for watching and sleep overcame him and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say End of night 988